0: Well, good evening, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It is Bill and Jackson. Because it's Thursday night, you know we got to film a weekly review, which we can drop for you on Saturday morning. Because you guys listen to these, and because we love doing them, and because it's fun. So, Jackson, this is the first one of the year. Are we excited, or what?
1: Yeah. I mean, happy 2023, everyone. Yeah. Uh, we're almost a spring training. It's pitchers and catchers report next month so
0: yeah well and then the world champion 2023 dodgers get a chance to make their uh make their run right oh did i say that out loud Ooh, my bad my bad uh,
1: i i didn't know dave roberts was on the podcast tonight
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, good call good call. i had to do it to you bill i had to do it
0: Woo! i love it man <laughs> i love it oh oh all right so jackson for those of you that are listening to the weekly review for the first time what jackson and i do is we typically take three topics a piece and we discuss them we break them down um we usually don't know what each other's going to talk about so it's kind of one of those things like say what or no that's a good topic right so anyways we're gonna have some fun with this tonight first one i hope you guys had a great new year we're gonna have a great time and then uh jackson lead us off man what Tell me what you think is the first topic we ought to talk about.
1: Well, first of all, say Happy New Year, uh, Boston Red Sox fans. Raphael Devers is not going to be a free agent. You know, much much to the sadness of the Dodgers front office, I'm sure. Um, But, you know, uh, good for the Red Sox front office to actually extend a player. Uh, I think if you had to pick between Xander Bogarts and Raphael Devers, Devers was probably the better play. You know, he's only 26. Doesn't turn 27 until next October. So that's a good guy to, you know, I like the deal. 11 years is what puts him at 38 when he's done with it. He profiles more as a first baseman slash DH anyway. So he might actually last that long. He might, you know, actually be decent the last three years of that contract. So I, I like the middleman in the new year.
0: Yeah. I liked, or I talked to a number of uh, Red Sox fans yesterday, and they were, like Christmas came late for them but they were pumped that this happened because how could you know right
1: yeah i mean It'll be off season where they you know they let some guys go and then they sign older replacement level players it it'll be interesting which direction they choose to go in mm-hmm. uh it feels it feels like the gms in the hot seat the ownership group Somehow feels like they're in the hot seat. I feel like the way the fans talk about, it. <laughs> they're going to try to run them out of town. Maybe I don't know, but you know, the Red Sox are going to have to have a really good season to compete in the AL East next year. You know, with Baltimore getting better, Toronto's probably going to be better. The Yankees are there, and you know, Tampa Bay is going to use some black magic to pull some guy out of Double A that throws a slider that goes twenty seven hundred rotations per minute or something you don't understand, but he'll strike out two hundred batters out of the bullpen or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. You know, it, it's a it's a good move for Boston trying to be competitive going forward.
0: Well, you gotta say that right. It's a good move for Boston.
1: Yeah, Boston. Dunkin' Boston. Donut, Dunkin' Donuts.
0: Or you can get some water. <laughs> um, okay, so you snagged my first one, which is totally fine. Uh I'm gonna talk a little bit about the free agency market as my number one. So there's still a ton of players out there that are very, very capable and very, very able to contribute to clubs that haven't been discussed. Um, There's a number of them. I looked it up last night, and I was shocked at some of the players that haven't had offers made to them, right? And um, there's just a number of players that you're looking at, and you're going, okay, yeah, why? how come there's not an offer there? how come there's not an offer there? But overall, you kind of get the message of of some of these players are, you know, some of these players are good, but they might be asking for too much. So let me give you a for example, right? And I'm going to come back to this topic at at some point. But let me give you a a for example. Um, You have a scenario where you have A Jose Aguilar, okay? He's only going to play first base. He's going to DH for you, whatever. But that guy can still hit the ball. So if you're a team that is just shy of making the playoffs and you want a strong stick in your lineup, there it is. Gary Sanchez, 30-year-old catcher, still available. Um, There's a number of players that are still out there. I was surprised. Well, Brandon Beltz, that doesn't surprise me. But I was surprised to see Yuli Gurriel is still out there. Josh Harrison still out there. Um, uh, Mike Tyson-Odor is still out there, right? <laughs> um, Hans Roberto is still out there. There's Jose Iglesias. There's a number of players that are young enough that still can make impacts in players that are impacted players. The problem is, is the contracts that they're seeing going out, right? And and I don't know any of these players, but let's just say you take a a Jose Iglesias who thinks, you know, or that they're touting as one of the best shortstops in the free agency market that's left over. He's 32 years old. He may think that he deserves a a seven-year, $150 million deal, but nobody's biting on that. I don't know. Right. So there's just a number of free agents out there, Jackson, that shock me. What do you think?
1: Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, the dust is finally settling from all the, the big free agents. I mean, I say that lightly because Carla, the whole Carlos Correa situation, which we'll get to in a minute. i promise I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. But, you know, I there's a lot of guys out there that are, you know, when you look at them, they're not like needle movers per se. They're not going to, you know, push your team over to, like, you know, oh, you no. Know, signing Jose Igles- I like Jose Iglesias as a player. Let me preface this. But I don't think signing Jose Iglesias is going to turn your team from, you know, a division contender to a World Series contender, something like that. But, you know, there's a lot of really solid veteran players as well that are going to be used to round out ball clubs. You'll see in a month. I think we'll see a lot of signings at the back end of this month and into February of a lot of these veteran guys and a lot of these guys that still have something in the tank because teams are still trying to figure out their 40 man. And the teams that have leftover spots are kind of the, ones that are picking up these, these guys that they think can make an impact.
0: Yep. Absolutely. And that, again, it just surprised me as I was going through last night, I was doing a live with three other people. And as I was going through last night and looking at some of the free agents, I just thought, man, I mean, so a guy like Jose, um, Jose uh, or Jesus Aguilar, could he make a difference in Kansas City? Could he make a difference in some place like Baltimore? Could he make a difference in some place like Chicago, the Cubs, right? Maybe. I'm just surprised that he's not. out. And granted, I mean, he's 38 or 39 years old, but he still can swing it. And having him in your lineup changes things just a little bit, right? So, yeah. I mean, is what it is.
1: I mean, I've talked about enough. Is yeah, uh, the the fall and winter leagues they have players playing, so we'll see. Uh, you know, a lot of these prospects are on the cusp. Teams are still trying to gauge whether they want them at spring training or not, or even if they're worth a roster spot. Yep. So I think once teams start to figure that out, it's when you know these these guys that have some experience start going down because you know you don't. The last thing you want to do is you know log jam your top prospect. Uh, or a guy that can contribute, you know, by signing someone to a, a five million dollar contract, you go, you know, I have to eat the five million if I cut this guy because I have the rookie who can come up and perform behind them. But you right. know, I think teams teams have started to catch on, and you know, not to build the roster as cheap as possible, but rather have as much money available as possible to make their team better later. As weird as that sounds.
0: Yep. No, that doesn't sound weird at all. Uh, that doesn't sound weird at all. So, yep, 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 yep. So, what
1: do you got for number two? Uh number two, I'll I'll, I'll address the elephant in the room: uh, the whole Carlos Correa situation. Okay. You tell. I get it with you know Dodgers legend Trevor Bauer in there as well. There's there's the two the two big stories in the MLB right now are the two guys in limbo. You know whether the Mets are going to get a modified deal for Carlos Correa or not because of the concerns about his ankle. I think. It's all he said, she said. If there's a legitimate, there's probably a legitimate medical concern of why you don't want to sign him to a ten-year contract. Yeah. But this whole situation's starting to go sideways, and I think Correa needs to really just kind of sit there and evaluate: is it worth trying to get the ten years, or does he take his, you know, his big five-year contract, and then try to write again in a couple of years? I don't know. It yeah. it's just it's hard being in limbo, and I understand all the legality and insurance ensuring baseball player contracts and stuff like that. But, you know, that's been kind of the big story that a whole lot of nothing's happened with that situation. Of course, the Trevor Bauer situation, which with today being Thursday, January 5th, I'm sure we'll hear about something tomorrow. They uh, have the, to.
0: They have to uh, make a decision by the 6th.
1: Yeah, so either he's going to get cut or he's going to step out it Bill, but I, the rumblings I've heard from, you know, people familiar with the Dodgers organization is it's if they do cut them, it's going to be more of a, a brand or image cut rather than, you know, a, a character sort of thing. They They want to look good in the public's perception. Yeah. Regardless of whether you listeners think Trevor Bauer did or did not do those things. It's still an image concern, much like with the players that were associated with steroids. You know, and it's. You know, you don't want the media circuit following you around all season, especially when you're a team like the Dodgers who already have to deal with distractions, you know, and the expectation of being a World Series contender every year. You don't need to pile extra stuff on top of that and on top of the clubhouse. So, you know, it's up in the air. Uh, I'm sure it's 826 Eastern time right now. So the Dodgers have about six hours to make their decision. Because I don't know if it's by midnight. Midnight January. Friday. Midnight, midnight Friday. So six hours. Yeah. They got about six hours. So don't we'll hear about they've
0: something. got they've got 20, 20, 30 hours or so. all day
1: tomorrow. Yeah, so
0: they have to make it by by all day, all
1: day tomorrow too. Okay,
0: yeah. So here's what okay, I think so, is but, funny. Well, oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, Jackson. By
1: the time this drops, we'll we'll know. By the time this exactly. drops, on Saturday, y'all know.
0: Yeah, here's what I think is funny though, and I and and I'll be totally truthful with you. Um, there's a different... now. You just had a a baby. So there's a difference between receiving allowance, right, and paying allowance. You're now in that boat where you're paying allowance, right? Um, you used to be in the boat a couple of years ago where you were receiving allowance, and that was awesome, right? <laughs> and so it was funny because a number of people have posted about somebody that was close to the Dodgers organization that pulled the clubhouse, and it, like 80% of the clubhouse says, yeah, I'm okay if he comes back or whatever. Those guys aren't the guys that sign the front of the paycheck. It doesn't matter what they think. (laughs) I need to say it, but you you need good chemistry. But if the Dodgers decide to bring him back, great. If they decide not to bring him back, great. But it has, um, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts trade. uh, I'm sorry, uh, Will Smith, um, Clayton Kershaw. All of these guys have no bearing on the decision. From the front office because they don't sign the front of the paycheck. The Dodgers have to pay him twenty two million dollars when he comes back in May, regardless.
1: Uh, he, he's he's allowed to start the season, he used to get paid for fifty games.
0: I thought he had to sit out. I think he has to sit out a certain number of games. And then so two thirty arbitrated. What's that? Good.
1: The arbitrator decided he could play at the start of the season, but he does not get paid for the first 50 games.
0: Okay, that's what it is. Okay, yeah. So, great. You know, however that works out. But, it again, they're not signing the front of the paycheck, right? If I'm the guy signing the front of the paycheck, I got a way out. How does it play in my clubhouse? I got a way out. How does it play with my fan base? I got a way out. And, unfortunately, right now, the Dodger fan base, and I've been a Dodger fan since 1975, Okay, so I can say this. There were some lean years in the 90s and early 2000s. I get it. Um, But we're so used. Dodger fans right now are so used to that winning mentality, like the Braves fans are right now, that they're sitting there going, we need a We don't have a pitching staff. We don't have a pitching staff. You got Clayton Kershaw, who we know will go down for a little bit. That's fine. You've got Dustin Ming. You've got Julio Arias. You've got Tony Gonsolin and you've got Thor." And besides for that, you've got about five guys in the minors that can come up. What do you mean we don't have a pitching staff? Talk to me. Talk to the Angels about not having a pitching staff. Talk to the A's about not having a pitching staff. Talk to the Royals about not having a pitching staff. They would kill to have this rotation. So, yeah. Anyway, so you hit my button, Jackson. (laughs) Can you tell?
1: Yeah, I I could tell. And it it is an interesting thing and a a lot of what I've heard people just talking about in general, in the discussion is how good will he be after two years? It's been about two years since he last pitched. So well, you, he's been how, pitching almost every day in Arizona. Yeah. To, to a bunch of high schoolers and Juco mm-hmm. players, which it's not the same.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: It, it's like a, uh way too long minor have minor league rehab assignment, but you know, <laughs> I'm sure because you know how professional sports is. Someone's going to roll the dice. Yep, if if he gets cut, I I almost and I've heard rumblings Mm -hmm. from other people that talk baseball that you know the American League would be where they want to send him, which makes sense to me because why would you send him to you know because the teams in the National League that are going to take him are going to be teams like the Mets or the Padres, Mm -hmm. you know, so controlling where he goes might be the Dodgers best play you know you trade them basically just to eat sal- have somebody else eat part of the salary
0: yep yep and honestly jackson to be totally truthful with you and be frank with you i don't care what happens i don't have a stake in the game the rotation looks good to me right now could we use him? sure is he going to be a dodger past this year probably not oh most definitely not probably it- not but now, if he goes out this year and he wins 22 games and has an ERA of 1.6 and he wins the Cy Young, the Dodgers may come you know, in with an offer. But again, look at teams that are on the cusp. Look at the Orioles. Look at um, some of the teams like the White Sox or the Guardians that are on the cusp of being in that playoff picture. You don't need Trevor Bauer to go to the A's. You don't need him to go to... The Rockies, where it's like Trevor Bauer and the Rockies come to town. You don't need him to headline the team, but look at all the teams that are on the
1: cusp, right? You, you mentioned Baltimore. A team like Toronto would also love him. Boston. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
1: So it's this this weekend's gonna going to be interesting because maybe we'll get a Carlos Correa resolution. Probably not. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But, I don't think know. we're gonna
0: get a resolution yet. I think Uncle Steve is trying to figure out legally what he can do. The last report that I read was was kind of a fanboy report. It even though it was said to be somebody, I think from the athletic or the MLB, which is the same thing as the MLB or is the same thing as the athletic, was that Carlos Correa um, is that the deal is likely not to change. three fifteen, twelve years, blah blah, blah. I don't believe that in the least. Um, because if, if he does that, then I got beachfront property in Montana to sell this guy. I mean, it's just, how could you pay a guy 12, you know, for 12 years that, you know, isn't going to be able to play in possibly six years. Makes no sense, but we'll see what happens this weekend. I mean, I, yeah, we'll. See. I haven't had a call from uncle Stevie yet, so I'm just waiting on the call.
1: You know, uh, yeah, he's got to give you that follow on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got he's got to follow a top fan first.
0: I was telling him that he ought to call you last time he talked to you. It was that guy's a Braves fan. I'm out. I'm out. I'll talk to you, Bill, but I'm not talking to him. He's gonna give me bad advice.
1: It, it's because he knows the only the only Mets person I'll talk to is Mister Met himself, Bobby Bonilla. No, ah. the the the, the mask. <laughs> I'll, I'll hang out. <laughs> All right. Here's my number two. You
0: you segued into my number two. If you don't mind, I'm going to steal the thunder now. My number two Perfect. is contracts and these huge price points. Who's the winners and who's the losers? Doctrine by Bill. Okay. Now, for those of you that are in the MLB, if you listen to this, good for you. Congratulations. Go out and get yours. Get your money. I'm proud of you. You worked your entire life. For those of you that are are big-time players like the Trey Turners, like the Carlos Correa's, like the Pete Alonso's, like the Fernando Tatis's, you guys can't go anywhere without getting recognized. I get it. You're basically signing over your freedom. Congratulations. Go get yours. Now, who's the losers? Us, the fans. Because when you stop and you think about it, there is no way. That the Philadelphia Phillies are going to be able to pay Bryce Harper, um, Reese Hopkins, JT Riamuto, now Trey Turner, and everybody else that they have without raising prices. So if you stop and think about it for a second, Jackson, you and your wife and I and my wife, and we won't mention names on this, this podcast, but the four of us go out to a game. We may pay 200 bucks just to get relatively decent seats, okay? Now, I don't know what parking's like there, um, but you're probably gonna pay 20 bucks in parking. And then if we added sodas, you know, peanuts and hot dogs in there, your normal ballpark food, that outing is a $400 outing for four people, okay? Winners, players, congratulations, go out and get yours, fellas, you deserve it, okay? Losers are the fans. Right. And I'm not calling fans losers. Please understand that I, I'm saying that we're losing in this because how many of us are gonna be able to afford to go to games on a consistent basis? Do you agree or disagree with me, Jackson, with these big contracts?
1: I I do think uh to an extent, yeah. I think you know, some teams definitely take advantage by going, you know, oh, you know, it's better product on the field, they can charge more money. Some some owners don't care. Some teams you can get in still for like 20 bucks and get, you know, okay seats or even nosebleed seats. If you're paying 20 bucks for a nosebleed seat, you're not too upset. But I think I look at it more of this way where the losers are the fans because when teams are spending to the luxury cap and there's these hits and, you know, owners have to think about how much they're paying in the luxury cap tax and GMs have to think about the draft picks they're going to give up. And it creates this situ- awkward situation where a team... I'm going to use the Phillies as an example because you use them. They have to pay Bryce Harper. They have to pay Trey Turner. JT Real is the highest paid catcher in the MLB. You know, Reese Hoskins is coming up on the... I think he has one or two years left on his contract. He's probably gone because the Phillies have, still have to re-sign Aaron Nolan and Zach Wheeler. Because if they don't, they're going to waste the first four guys I just named. It's as simple as that. You can't just build, you know, you can't build your your beer league softball team and hit a bunch of dingers without <laughs> without pitching to back it up. And it, it's the sad reality because even these like mid-higher market teams like Atlanta, you know, it's great that – as a Braves fan, I'm stoked that we have all these guys on extensions. But there's a part of me that's worried that, you know, if three or four of these contracts go really, really bad or catastrophic, in a couple of years it's going to have the team caught in this weird middle ground or their payrolls like a, a contending team but the product is mediocre and that that's a losing situation for the fans because ownership's not going to be willing to spend more money on a mediocre team mm-hmm. you know but they're gonna still you know advertise it like you know well well we spent 250 million dollars on this team Why aren't people coming out to the ballpark to watch it yeah. you know it, it, it's it could be really debilitating for some franchises and I it's Baseball's controlled by billionaire groups, billionaire people, and it's rough. You know, I'm not an advocate for a salary cap, but rather I want teams to have to spend at least a certain amount because you know every baseball team deserves every fan of baseball deserves you know to go to a game and see a somewhat competitive game.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and you and so tough and rivalry followers, when you hear this, I'm going to make an announcement at the end. But when you hear this. You have to go into the locker room because on Friday, so you'll hear this on Saturday, on Friday I'm dropping an article that I wrote that talks about a number of teams that have done very little in the offseason. and it's shown in their or showed in their uh, losing percentage and teams like um, Detroit. So for example, Jackson, you bring up a great point with this, right? So Big market teams can outspend you because they're going to get the money, right? So the Dodgers can outspend the um, uh, the Kansas City Royals or the the Detroit Tigers because the economy is different in California versus Kansas City or, or Detroit, right? And in Detroit, those nosebleed seats may be still 10 bucks, but in Jackson, you're familiar with Anaheim Stadium. The 400 level seats. I had some friends that used to have four tickets for the 400 level seats up in the nosebleeds. Those of you that aren't familiar with Anaheim Stadium, and they used to be nine dollars a seat. Okay, they're now twenty five dollars a seat. They've almost tripled. So instead of paying, instead of paying thirty six bucks, you're now paying hundred dollars for one game. So instead of paying 36 times 81 you're now paying 100 times 81 which becomes a big deal right but people in orange county can afford it you do that in kansas city you do that in detroit you're toast you do that in cincinnati you're you're not gonna happen you do that in pittsburgh you kidding me fans will revolt right so
1: yeah i mean and to that point you know a team like the dodgers just Doing a doing a quick search, uh, article. This article is from July of this last year, and the Dodgers for 2021 made 565 million dollars in revenue. You know, and you compare that to a team, even in their own division, the Arizona Diamondbacks, they make 267 million, which sounds like a lot of money, but it it's 50 percent of what the Dodgers can put. So the dot, you know, it's weird to think, you know, the Dodgers can you know, eat David Price's contract for an example to get Mookie bets. Whereas Arizona, if they they could risk that move, but if it backfires, it cripples the franchise financially. Absolutely. That's what I'm
0: talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, and I can't remember the exact numbers in the article. I'll look it up. I wrote the article. I should know this by memory, but I wrote it a week and a half ago. Um, excluding 2020, the Detroit Tigers have lost 496 games. Excluding 2020. So five years, excluding 2020, they've lost almost 100 games per season. What have they done in the offseason this year? They're not spending any money because they can't. The economy in in Michigan is not awesome right now.
1: Well, yeah, and to your point, you know, they're handcuffed with the Miguel Cabrera contract, which is up near $40 million, which for a team with the payroll, Detroit, it's a third of – it's 20 to 30% of their payroll on one player who yep. no no offense to miggy prime miggy is king i will not dis prime miggy of Famer
0: First miggy you're there
1: early 2010s miguel cabrera triple crown winner probably one of the greatest seasons i've ever witnessed yep but nowadays he does not provide that same value for the 30 whatever what is the 38 million dollars he makes no, no. so it, it it's tough because you know baseball's gotten to this point where it's like you're half for the players to make their money you know props to him you know he he definitely deserves it but the culture of baseball is we pay people for what they did instead of what they will do
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. absolutely
1: and that 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 uncertainty you know paying people for their past you know they earned it or whatever you know has really kind of muddled you know the experience for baseball fans nowadays and i think we're kind of losing the essence of the game because these guys when they do get these big contracts you know it's not all of them some of them it tends to get to their head they get the, the big ego you know yep. you know and when they're not playing well and when people are asking them the hard questions that you'll you see which guys fold under pressure and which guys you know just play baseball make their adjustments and be better so Agreed. i guess where i'm going with this tangent is you know hopefully <laughs> this hopefully this next year teams start to figure it out you know and they spend spend their money efficiently you know, yeah. you, don't need, you don't need to go out and sell, sign Carlos Correa every offseason. But, you know, if you're Oakland, you know, instead of jogging, you know, some random trade free agents, you know, maybe at least help your young players along. Yeah. You got to do something.
0: So, so top round, revenue followers, if this is the first time you're listening to a weekly review, normally these only last 20 minutes. Jackson and I are going off on tangents tonight. We're laying it all out on the table. We're frustrated. Why not? So, Jackson, what is number three? What is your number three as you're wrapping this thing up?
1: Uh, I mean, the Chicago Cubs signed Eric Hosmer. I'm sure that was your number three. No. because you, No, it wasn't. Uh, you did mention it to me earlier this week. But, you know, so the Cubs are taking the low risk because, again, <laughs> Eric, Eric Hosmer is getting paid by the Boston Red Sox mm-hmm. uh, to play for the Chicago Cubs, basically. The Cubs just paying the league minimum. This could be a good move if they get Eric Hosmer 2014. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, I'm not so sure. Uh, I heard the Cubs' best hitting prospect is a first baseman, so I'm a little befuddled. But you know, for league minimum, you might as well roll the dice. Um, so you know, the Cubs are one of those teams. I'll, I'll say this last thing, and I'll be done with it. They sign these, pl- they spend money with the illusion to trick their fans into think they're doing something.
0: Yeah. Because so, you- But they got Damian yeah. Swanson.
1: Uh, they're going to be mediocre again this year. The, the hype will be dead by June. But that <laughs> that division, though,
0: and see, this is where I'll debate you on this. That division has no frontrunner.
1: Milwaukee oh, yes. didn't
0: do anything. Um, St. Louis didn't do anything. They added an aging catcher to replace an aging catcher, right?
1: Well, well, my argument is St. Louis didn't really need to do anything except get some some pitching healthy. You know, they have two MVP candidates on either side of the diamond. So I think their lineup's pretty set no matter what they do. It's okay. the the pitching's the question mark for St. Louis.
0: Hot fan rivalry followers, you heard it right here. Today is January 5th, okay? Jackson lives uh, in Pennsylvania, okay? He lives closer to Philly than he does Pittsburgh, but he lives in Pennsylvania. Jackson I have a Philly cheesesteak with your name on it paid for with my credit card saying that to win the National League Central you don't need you need anywhere between 84 and 89 wins that's it if whoever wins the division has more than 89 wins cheesesteak on me the next time I get okay. out
1: Okay, we're going we're going to Geno's then. Let's go. Then we're, then we're going to Geno's. Oh, no. On the flip
0: side, on the flip side, if I'm right, in a podcast that we do, all I'm going to do is point to you, and you're going to have to say Bill's the man.
1: Well, you are the man, so I have no problem doing that.
0: <laughs> there you go. That was not a paid endorsement, everybody. That was not a paid endorsement. But no, that's Eric Hosmer. Yeah, you're right. the The Cubs are doing what the Cubs do, but. Again, that division's up for grabs. So is the AL Central. <laughs> so is the AL Central. You don't have a runaway winner that one either. As much as I like to say, the White Sox. Kansas City, would do get it.
1: on it. What's that? I said, Minnesota, Detroit, Kansas City, do something. Exactly. All right. So
0: here's my final topic. Okay. I'm going to take you back to a 1970s movie in the Astrodome when they called the game. And the bad news Bears coach runs out and says, let them play. Let them play. Now it's been on a reel on the top end rivalry site. Um, I think what we've done with these big contracts is we're now going to force ownership to use younger kids. Because you cannot build a team full of 100 plus million dollar contracts all over the place. 200, 300, 400 million dollar contracts. So, what you're going to see is you're going to see teams like the Dodgers, who are historically known for their farm system, the Braves, the Mets, the Yankees, who are not known for their farm system, but teams like that that have spent insane amounts of money going out and letting the younger kids get their shot because they can play a league, league minimum or, or pay them league minimum or just over that. Agree or disagree with me, Jackson?
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, and that's kind of what we talked about earlier. The culture shift is, you know, you know, owners hand out these contracts and they handcuff themselves. And, you know, sometimes you run out the young, young guns and it works. You know, if you have a good organization, if you're L.A., Houston, Atlanta, you know, if you're a handful of five teams that have a consistently good farm system, you know, you're okay. If not, in your Oakland or... The Angels, no, no offense to Angels. Growing up in Southern California, it's the Angels' biggest problem. They, they handcuff themselves, and they can't develop talent. Worth a lick. And it, you know, I, growing up in Southern California, hearing the frustration of the Angels fans is that every year, you know, it's like every year they think they're going to be so, that much better. And they should be that much better. But, you know, they get stuck playing, you know. What, Andrew Vlasquez, yeah. you know, gets Ninety games at shortstop. Cole hey. Calhoun was playing right field for a while. J.B. Shuck, names like that, you know. As hey. a fan of baseball, no team should have to endure ninety games of J.B. Shuck patrolling right field. I am sorry, J.B. Shuck, if you listen to this, <clears throat> you made one sweet catch one time, but you know, no no team should <clears throat> have to endure that that product. So
0: the uh, uh, the Angels have the uh, Timothy Looper scenario. And another thing, just wait till next year. <laughs> All right, top fans, we've given, we've thrown everything at you and the kitchen sink. Jackson, what have we missed?
1: Have we missed anything tonight? Uh, I don't think we've missed anything this week.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think so either. So top fan, rivalries uh followers, a couple things you need to know. One, Jackson goes by top fan stats guy on Instagram. Please follow him. He is um great guy, great family guy, great guy for sports statistics. Um, if he doesn't have it, it doesn't exist. I'll I'll be honest with you right now. Um, follow Top Fan Reverie, uh, also too, until the 10th, until January 10th, um, which is five days from now through January 10th, if you want locker room access, if you want full access, full access to everything that Top Fan Reverie has to offer there. You can go to tophandrivaly.com, you click locker room access, you enter the code new year, all capital letters, and you get in for $20.23. $20. So that's huge. Very now good deal. that code doesn't work for anything except for locker room access. If you're going to buy merchandise, what code are we using, Jackson? I I always forget this. It's code, use code Jackson.
1: Use code I got Jackson. The, I got the that's hookups, a... guys. I got the hookups. Get yourself a hat, get yourself a nice t-shirt. You know, pick up Cozy while you're at it for your drinks yep. so you can yep. sit and w- watch MLB Film Room like I do in the
0: offseason. Yep. We're going to have pop band Rally Cows coming out soon. Uh, a number of different fun things that you can do. So use the code Jackson uh, and you'll get everything um, at a 10% discount. In addition to that, we appreciate everything that, that you do. Uh, if you're interested in writing articles, if you feel passionate about something, let us know um, send an IM, uh, send something through Instagram or Twitter, or you can send it to top at gmail.com. That's just a generic email that we use, uh, with your topic. If you like, um, if you feel passionate about something, we'll get back to you and let you know if it's a topic we want to use. If it is, and we want to put it in the locker room, well, then we'll pay you for the article. If we put it on the, the front page, then it's up for grabs, but, for those of you that are interested in, and have that passion, let's do it. Let's make it happen. So, Jackson, I think we covered it tonight. I'm so grateful to be back at it with you. I'm so grateful for you, my friend. Um, and let's go fight win. We're getting a week closer to pitchers and catchers reporting and the World Baseball Classic.
1: Oh, yeah. I'll watch it when it pops up.
0: All right, Jackson. Hey, have a good night, Top Fan Rivalry followers. We'll look forward to hearing from you soon. We'll see you around.